B-A-S-C-A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters Got your feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high Cause some of this is already Forget about it Goodbye All of you just saying hi Five somebody Rise up We face Hit this live Somebody Let's go Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Pascal Show. Hope you guys are all doing well out there, enjoying your day, making it positive, all right? Hopefully you guys aren't still stuck in the return lane or in the return line, returning some of those clothes and some of those electronics that ain't working right now. Uh, Hopefully everything's good and you're enjoying your day, Uh, maybe getting some much-needed R&R, much-needed sleep. Um, getting that nap in because, you know, some of us still have that uh, that vacation, that holiday vacation going on right now. So uh, if you're doing that, please enjoy it as best as you can and as much as you can. We got something very special for you guys today. Uh, we have a conversation that we need to have that I've been waiting and been wanting so badly to have on this show. And I'm about to we're about to be very, very blessed to have uh, a, a particular individual on the show today to talk about someone that I feel a lot of the world held near and dear to their hearts. We're going to be talking about Steven Twitch Boss, a life that a life that was taken so quickly uh, and so unexpectedly, tragically as well. And of course, we got to talk about that because there's a lot of us out here that still, I think, feel that they're in the dark. Maybe they feel like they can't talk about certain things, say certain things because of fear of looking weak, fear of being made fun of, fear of looking foolish. And I hope and I know that I say this a lot on this show. I say this a lot on this show, y'all. But I do want to say it is crucial that every single one of y'all that may feel that you are in the dark or that you feel alone that you are not in the dark you are not alone please reach out to a friend talk to a loved one don't be fearful you're not alone again you are not alone But before we get things moving, before we get this conversation going and everything, please do me a favor. All right. Hit that like button down below. Crush it. Make it scream out your name. That would really mean a lot. All right. I know that a lot of people have been wanting to know some questions or wanting to know some answers to so many pending questions right now revolving around the tragedy surrounding Twitch's demise. We still don't know everything. We still have a lot of questions. And hopefully we can get closer to some answers in this conversation. All right. So please hit that like button down below. And also, please do me this other favor. Do not forget to hit that subscribe button. You know, I'm out here in these streets working hard to give you guys the conversations and the stories that you need. So hit that subscribe button. All right. Anyway, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay. Now, I appreciate everybody for being here. All right. For those of y'all who are starting to file in, feel like you're getting late to the party. Don't worry. You'll catch up just fine. All right. But we're here. We're here to talk about this light. All right. Steven 
Twitch boss. 40, 40 years old. And there's a lot of questions that are revolving around what happened that led him to do allegedly what he did to himself. Now, what we know right now, and of course I want to share these certain things with you guys, but from what we know right now, there were, he went and checked himself into a motel just less than about a mile away from his home. He checked in to that motel the day before they found his body. His wife, Allison Holker, went out to the LAPD, ran to the LAPD and basically said, I have not heard from my husband. He left his car behind. This is very strange. We, this is not very like him to just up and leave without talking to us, without letting us know what's going on. We now know that he checked into this hotel. He took an Uber, checked into this hotel. He had a small bag. The very next day or that same day, hours after Allison went to the LAPD, basically saying, where is my husband? I need to find my husband. He was found in this Oak Tree Inn motel with a gunshot wound to the head. Now, of course, a lot of us, many of us are asking a lot of questions, wanting to know what the heck happened here. What led to him doing what he did? Is there something else going on here? I know that's what's going on in these rumor streets, going on in these streets. Rumors running amok, right? The rumors are running wild. People thinking that there's foul play here. So far from what we've seen and from what the autopsy reports have come back, saying they're saying that there is no foul play. But I know that these internet screets like to beg to differ, especially when it's somebody that we hear a lot about being filled with light, love, high vibrations, and being able to just exude the joy of dance through his videos with his wife, his kids, and even just by himself. So, of course, there's a lot of people that are wondering what the heck happened here even myself i'm wondering what the heck happened here as well we are all still reeling over his passing and one person in particular is one of his closest friends that i'm about to bring on here i'm very very honored to have our friend dancer choreographer he's worked alongside twitch on projects, danced alongside him, with him, and worked with him closely for two decades. So please welcome Jay Priest more to the show. What's up, my brother? How you doing, man? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. First off, I want to say thank you so much for being here um, because I know I can only imagine what you and your family uh, everyone else that's been affected by this news that's close to Twitch. I can only imagine, oh, I just lost him. What the heck happened? I just lost him. Hopefully he'll come back. Hopefully he will come back. You're back. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why that was weird. 
I don't know. That was weird. Okay. Uh, uh, but I wanted to say, I can only imagine, uh, given the fact that this is still fresh in everyone's minds, uh, this only just happened a little bit ago. So I do appreciate you taking the time to come onto the show and talk about Twitch uh, and maybe put some of these, possibly put some of these rumors and speculations to rest. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself real quick? Because I know a lot of people are wondering, who Jay Chris? So, um, yeah. Yeah, man, my name is Jay Chris Moore. I'm a choreographer, dancer, creative director from Los Angeles. Um, I've been active in the competition dance community for about 20 years now. Um, and I've been active in and out of the L.A. dance industry for going on 14 years. Um yeah, you know, I've just been trying to, you know, make my way in this dance world by um, trying to leave a positive impact with the classes that I teach. Uh, I had a studio in um, the L.A. Valley for about three years, um, and I had a dance company called The Mob uh, since 2014. And we're just trying to strive to just change the lives of dancers, whether they want to pursue as a hobby or pursue as a profession and just try to instill morals, instill discipline, and just let people know that as an artist, you can do whatever you want with your craft. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of dance troops out here, right? There's a lot of dance uh, uh, studios and all that out here. Um, not every single one is is putting out that kind of positivity or trying to bring light into the world through dance. So that's a really amazing thing. I mean, it sounds like you, you a legend in your own right too, you know? Uh, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, uh, the word legend, especially nowadays, legend, goat, all those, those things, they get thrown around. Um, and I think really it's the, the impact that you make on people's lives in the present. Uh, we've all done things in the past that have impacted people's lives, but the consistency of trying to consistently impact people's lives um, on a, on a day-to-day basis and try to make sure that you're also still growing as a person yourself. Um, a lot of people who like to call themselves leaders tend to like stop at a certain level and don't try to continue to better themselves so they can be the best person that they can. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily I have a really strong support system of friends that kind of keep me grounded, um, mm-hmm. and just keep me in check and make sure that I'm still working on myself. Uh, so I can be the best person for myself. So then I can also be a better person for the people that I teach and the people that, uh, choose to like follow me and, and look at me as a leader. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's all about the, it's all about the village, right? It's all about the exactly. people you sit down and break bread with every day. It's the people that you chop up, chop it up with. I mean, it's, it's all, it's all important, right? All exactly. that positive energy comes from somewhere, right? Uh, and, and it feeds off of something else. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent on that. Um, but you know, Let's talk about the first time you met Twitch. Man. I know that was about what twenty years ago, twenty yeah, years ago, something like that. So yeah. uh, t- I know that might be a little bit of a stretch, but I'm sure it was a, uh, an amazing experience. So tell us a little bit about meeting Twitch for the first time. So I met Twitch, uh, I believe it was 2002. Uh, we were, we met at Chapman University. Um, I was there uh, a year or maybe a semester prior to him coming to Chapman. And um, there was a hip hop team that was established on the campus. And at the time when when I was rocking with the team, I was kind of like, 
I was the token, I, I was the hip hop dude. Uh, I was the hip hop dancer guy. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't want to say the token black guy because it's not even at that sense, but I was definitely known as like, oh, he's the dancer, you know? Um, I want to premise this by letting you know that Chapman University has an amazing dance program as it is. But at that time, hip hop wasn't as uh, it wasn't as relevant within the scene because it was still new. So um, being a hip hop dancer on that campus, it was definitely a, a few select people of us. Um, there was some right. cool break dancers on campus. Um, and Welcome Week was always a really, really big thing for us because that was when we had a chance to perform with our hip hop troupe. So um, I ended up transferring out of and going to Cal State Long Beach. Um, and what I did at the time was I tried to go back to Chapman because I still had some friends there that were still running the hip hop team. And I wanted to just kind of see what, make sure that I was still going. Cause they really put a lot of work in, in that first year to get the team started. And when I went back, a good friend of mine, Jason, he was like, yo, you got to meet this guy. Like you have to meet this guy. His name is Steven. Um, he just got to this school and he is just a crazy dope dancer, crazy dope, you know? Um, He's kind of like he kind of like took your place, you know what I mean? And I was just like, "You gonna take my place? That uh, come on, bro, you ain't gonna take my place, really?" That kind of hit me. So I was like, "Yeah, I gotta meet this guy. Let's see what this guy is all about." Because my boy Jason was super hyped about him. So um, he introduced us, and I see this guy. He's wearing a super long tall tee, some baggy Jabot jeans. Um, I could barely even see his shoes because his jeans were so baggy. He had like. <laughs> Bleach brown, blondish hair, uh, huge spiked earrings, uh, lip ring. And I was just like, who is this dude? And the first thing he's like, hey, yo, what's up, dog? I heard you a dancer. You want to go session right now? And I'm like, oh, you really, you really about that life. You he's ready. You yeah. ready. Like everything that Jason just told me about what to expect, you are about that life. And yeah. but it wasn't in a, it was not even in a um, aggressive manner. It was just, he just loved to dance and he just loved to surround himself with people who had that same passion. So uh, I, I was told that he even came up, that's how he met some of the breakers and the B-boys on campus. He'd be like, yo, I heard you're a B-boy, let's go session right now. And it was never in an aggressive manner. It was just like, yo, let's just go exchange this energy. Let's just go be about this dance life. Right. Um, so from there on, I had never really met anybody who that had that kind of energy and had that kind of passion for dance. Um, a lot of the people that I had surrounded myself at the time with were just dancers by hobby or they were just on their their dance team in the medium right that time. And it wasn't really like, let's do this for a living or I'm just kind of doing this on the side, but I'm really trying to be a graphic designer or something like that. But to meet someone who was just so passionate about dance, I knew that that's what he wanted to do for the rest of his life. Uh, that energy just pulled me in and I was immediately drawn to him. And from that day on out, like we were like, we were like this man, like I was going to the dorms to meet up with him at least four or five times a week. And we would just be sessioning downstairs in the bottom basement of Chapman University dorms till the wee hours of the night. Like we'd be sessioning to like two, three o'clock in the morning. And I'd be like, yo, bro, you have class in the morning. And I definitely have class in the morning. <laughs> right. But if you're going to stay, I'm going to stay. You know, and that was just like this unspoken thing. And um, we missed a lot of classes. We missed a lot <laughs> of those morning classes. But, Sounds um, like it. it. But it was just uh, the, the time in that time in my life. It's just I can't even remember any negativity because of the times that I had with him, it overpowered that. And I, I went through a lot of time. I went through a lot of loss in that time of my life. And I went through a lot of struggles. And um, 
I didn't really have the the storybook dance life that a lot of uh, dancers have. Like I didn't come up in a dance studio. Uh, uh, I came from like, uh, you know, like a, like a poor family, you know. Um, so I didn't really get a chance to experience like that type of freedom to just go into a studio and be able to just um, express myself and learn all these different styles. I didn't really get that. I came from like a street dancer background. So I came from like a, a b-boy background. So right. to to find someone who literally came from, you know, Alabama, moved across the country to pursue, you know, this craft, I was just like, if you're going to drop everything like that and make that move, then there's no reason why I can't, because I really ain't got nothing holding me back. Right. You know? um, and then I think anybody who's met Twitch can, can attest to like, when you meet Twitch for the very first time, he will make you feel like you've known him for your whole life. He will make, he's so warm and so welcoming. And so he brings such a positive energy that it's contagious, you know, like you, how do you not want to be around that all the time? You know, right. um, and that's just the person he was. And um, the people who went to Chapman with him, the people who were in classes with him, all his teachers will will say the same thing. Uh, people who are on Team Shaka, which was the dance team at the time at Chapman, they'll say the same thing. Um, he just had the best word I could use is infectious. He had an infectious personality and, and just brought joy all the time. Um, and even when he was stressing, like even when we talk about finals and, and you know, just the uh, little trivial things like, oh, um, girl problems and, and little things that like then it was huge. But we look back on it now like oh, that wasn't worth stressing over. Right. You know? <laughs> it, it, is that usually the case? Right. Yeah. But he it, it, it still was never like it never shook his spirit. You know, even when he was kind of low, it still wasn't low. It was still kind of like, you know, what? but we still going to keep it pushing. We still right. going. You know, let's just go dance. Let's just go session. We'll we'll dance yeah. it out. You know. So, um, I mean, so so like basically through college, you knew him through college up until obviously to present day. You've known him for t- two decades. Yeah. You're, you're telling you're saying that there was never any moments you saw any roller coasters in his emotions or. Uh, I mean, I, I understand life is life. We all have our moments, right? Um, where we are high one day and low, you know, uh, the, the week later, so on and so forth. But were there any, any signs of mental health struggles or anything of that sort starting off in college or throughout the time that you knew him? I mean, I feel like that's one thing that everybody wants to know. Yeah. I feel like, uh, so, you know, like Steven had, you know, of course he, he wasn't from Cali. He's, he's from Alabama. So, he had a whole life before we even met him. Um, but what I did have a sense of is that he was really recreating himself once he came to California. And he was really saying, like, I'm going to shape my my destiny the way I want it to be. Um, he didn't really speak too much on, you know, his past. Uh, hmm. We would have conversations. But like I said, because of his personality, he would always be tending to like what but we would talk about things and he'd try to shift the focus to focusing on me and being like, okay, cool. Let's help you. Let's help you. And, um, I see. He never really stressed the, the first time I ever saw him kind of like have any, like, like, um, a glimpse of like, um, depressive moments was when he got injured. Like, um, he had to have knee surgery, um, and he couldn't dance, he couldn't dance, couldn't really go to class, couldn't go to rehearsals. He was on crutches for a long time. Um, and so that took a toll. 
because you pulled yeah. his passion away, you know, and um, and that should that should let you know right there. Like, that's how much he loved it. You know, and you can compare it to like an athlete, a professional football player who tears his blows his knee out the first game of the season. True. You know, and he can't. You know, this is what he this is what we do. So that was I, I noticed that was a time. But um, he bounced back really quick. He rehabbed himself faster. I don't know how he rehabbed himself that fast. But he got back on it, and when he came back, he was even more of a super saiyan than he was beforehand, you know? Right. Um, and then it was crazy because, you know, even through, like, the letdowns of, like, being on certain – he was on a couple TV shows, and, you know, like, we all knew he he should have won, and if he didn't win, he never let it shake him. Even, you know, like, the first time for So You Think when he didn't make it all the way, and he came back, and, you know, we it's like we were more upset than he was, you know? Right. Um, and he just viewed it as, you know, I got to work harder. I'm going to get on again and I just got to be better. I got to be better. Uh, he never blamed anybody. He never, um, he, he only, he always took accountability. You know, he's like, if anything is happening, it's because it was my, it's in my control. Mm -hmm. I could have done better. I will be better the next time. And him saying that for himself, it motivated us. Cause we're like, yo, bro, you're already the best of us. And if you can have that mentality, then why shouldn't we, you know? Gotcha. Um, and I know uh, there was in between, like there was times in between jobs, of course, as, as, you know, working dancers, you know, sometimes when the jobs ain't coming in or, you know, we hear a lot more no's than we hear yeses, of course, yeah. you know, um, so those no's can, they can take a toll, but he just had so much, um, he had such a, a, a fighting spirit that the things that would usually make someone pack up and move home, he just brushed it off. And he was able to, once again, just keep on pushing through. And then you could just see all the things that were coming to him. Like, I remember when he first booked Hairspray and we were just like, bro, you're in a whole movie. Like, you're in a whole, this ain't just, this ain't Wade Robson. This ain't so you think you can, you're in a whole movie and a musical at that. Right. And he just was just like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I'm like. It's a movie. Was, yeah. I'm like, and so we're trying to tell him, like, I don't think you realize, like, we come from the dirt, bro. We're from the we're from the mud. Right. And you are like in a movie with John Travolta, a, a legendary like musical. And for him, it was just like, yeah, it's, but it's just the beginning. There's there's always going to be more. I got to do more. Right. So um, the more that the more that I think about it is, I I feel like he had a sense of pressure that he may have put upon himself. Um, that didn't allow him to really appreciate some of the accolades that he he had achieved. It, it seems it kind of sounds like uh, he had a very well. Obviously, he had a very infectious, uh, positive vibe about him. But he was also a go getter. He was also yeah. sounds like uh, you know. Of course, I I'm going to be careful with what I say here, and maybe lack of a better term. But it sounds like he was like a, a perfectionist. Um, and a workaholic. And if you are not working, I know what that feels like. If you're not working, you feel, you feel useless. You feel yeah. complacent. Um, and uh, I, I could see maybe that being a struggle. Yes. Of course, with, with Twitch. And then also the other part I see is uh, no, nobody's worried about my issues, you know? So what's going on with you? That's what it kind of feels like from what you're describing about Twitch. It's like he was he was busy working on on on. He was always maybe pushing his own emotions uh, aside and his own problems aside for for everybody uh, to to aid other people's. Yeah. 
uh, issues and, and personal problems going on. That's the, at least that's what it seems like. No, that's 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 a nail on the head right there. Um, okay. I, I think it's it's uh, it's a tricky thing. Um, yeah. A lot. When, you know, I'll jump forward to um, his passing. Um, sure. A lot of people want to want to drop the hashtags. A lot of people want to um, say check up on your people, checking on your people, checking on your people. And yes, it's a umbrella over over it's an umbrella statement we need we should all be checking in on our people it's easy to say that but what happens when you say that and people are actually are checking in on their people you know like the ones that were the, that were the closest to Stephen. you know and i i guess i, I want to start i should have started this by saying like Stephen was my best friend mm. but i can't say if i was i i won't say that i was his best friend because once again, like there's people in Stephen's life before me that he has strong relationships with and strong bonds with. So he may not have, we like, it was never like, I was like, yo, I'm, you're my best friend. And he was like, yeah, you're my best friend. You know, it was right, never right. one of those things, but he would, I would say he was more of a brother than a best friend, you know, because when they're brothers, you don't have to say it. It's just something that you've been through enough things through life to experience and, and have an understanding of with each other to know that we are, we're brothers, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I would check in on him all the time all the time that's what's uh, up because he because he did that with me and i never want we we never had a one directional uh friendship or bond it was never it was always 50 50 and um when he was at what he would thought considered were his lows he would he would let me know and when i was at my lows i would let him know um and then there was like a certain exception that i really hit rock bottom and i was actually afraid to tell him there were there was two people that I was afraid to tell it was him and another one of my good friends, um, Jason Bueno. There were those two people specifically. I didn't want to let them know about the situation I was in just because I didn't want to disappoint them. Um, I, I valued Twitch's opinion. Um, I, I valued his how he saw me. Uh, I valued the light and the regard that he held me in. And um, I wanted to do the same for him. Right. You know, um, I wanted to be the person who, when everybody was asking about Ellen, I was like, well, I don't I don't care about Ellen. How are you? You know, I mean, when people are like, oh, what do you are you going to be? You think Switch is going to be the next host of the Ellen show when Ellen's done? I didn't care about none of that. I was like, yo, what do you want to do? How are you feeling? Um, how's the family? You know, are you guys going to take another trip on the RV? How's moms? How's your bro? Like, that's the yeah. stuff. That's what I want. How are you doing? You know, we would we would we would talk about things like journaling. You know, like because we, we we admitted to each other, it's hard for black men to just be vulnerable and say how they feel. So we would just facts. Did you journal? Did you write something down? Did you write a verse today? Did you write it? You know, like because I would tell him that I I could I have a trouble journaling, so I would just write songs. I would write verses, and that'd be my way of of journaling. And he would be like, "Yep, I journaled today. I did yep. this." Um, he would be like, "I just you know I went I rented some space at the studio just to go release." You know, so we were very, very adamant about expressing how we were getting through our, our things. Um, and he and he never even he's never hinted that there was anything that detrimental to me. Um, so when I see people post things like, yeah, make sure you're checking in on your people. It's it's easy to say it, but it also it indirectly hurts because at the same time, it makes it seem like the people who were close to him weren't checking in on them. You know, like That's I true. promise. I promise you, like, 
you know, Kurt Cobain's friends were probably checking in on him. I promise you, you know, any 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 famous figure that had a close circle was was checking in. You know, like it's just so it's it just seems like it's so easy to say that because you don't when you don't know what to say in a situation, you just say something that may have been like an echo chamber. But um, I just really wanted to stress that to to any of the viewers that are watching this, like, you know, like really, really understand the the power that the words have um, and how it can be taken in multiple ways. Because um, a lot of people love Twitch. Twitch had a lot of fans, but there was a lot of people around him that loved him dearly. And I I go back and forth saying Twitch and saying Steven because... I know him a certain way, but I know the general public knows him a certain way. So I want to make sure I address him to how each person has their relationship with him. Um, But people checked in and the people who are dropping these uh, these posts on IG with the reels and the pictures that they have with them and, and the memories. And when you see them smiling together, like those people checked in with Steven, you know, um, we loved we all loved him dearly. Uh, but I, I will say that he he definitely was placed on a high pedestal by by us. We held him in such a high regard that I can I can definitely see the pressure wearing a toll of him not wanting to disappoint us. Him realizing he is a light and he don't want to do anything to dim his light because he feels like he doesn't want to let us down. And I feel like that may have been a demon that he may have been battling. Mm. Um, I don't know because he never voiced it, but I can only assume as much. Right. I mean, it almost seems like uh, with great power comes great responsibility. That Spider-Man thing or heavy is the head that lies the crown type of situation where it's just like, I just want to be Steven. I don't want to be Twitch anymore. Or I just want to be a regular dude for like two seconds. I don't need to be, you know, oh, my gosh, it's him. I don't want to be popping and locking right now. I don't want to perform. I just want to eat my meal and enjoy my day with my kids and, you know, with my family. I I can see the 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 I could see where someone uh, at a celebrity status could have that kind of uh, frustration uh, for always having to perform. There's that uh, imposter syndrome uh, that I think a lot of celebrities go through as well. Even though they're doing it, they're not really an imposter, but they still be, kind of feel like, why Why am I being gifted all of these blessings right now? Why am I being the one being put up uh, you know, up so high in the air right now when there's so many other people that are so good, so on and so forth. I could see a lot of that coming from just a lot of artists and creators out here that find success and just feel like there's a moment where they just feel like they don't fully deserve it. But real quick, let's talk about Ellen, the Ellen show and the closing of the Ellen show. Did he ever talk to Because I know of obviously there's been a lot of conversation of, are you going to take over? Is it going to be the Twitch show? Is it going to be this, that, and the third? Was there any type of frustration or, uh, you know, was there any issues revolving around that show coming to a close and Twitch it, with his with that transitional phase? Was there any issues with Twitch on that? I know he. I mean, I, I don't know what I what I should and shouldn't say um, based upon. I don't know if the things that he was talking with me was in in confidence as far as like he shouldn't have been saying anything or if it was just general information yeah i know that he wanted to pursue something where he would have a lot of creative control 
Um, I know he would always tell me with with Steven, it was always on to the next. There was always something next, always working on something, always like I got these concepts and um, I just really want to put these things in development. And um, he knew he was perfectly capable of being an uh, a figure um, on, on television. You know, mm -hmm. it was never about I'm going to take Ellen's spot. It was never about me even taking the reins or or making something new. It was always about creating something that he just loved. And when the perfect project came around, it would be the right time. That's what he would tell me. Like I was like, so do you want to do your own talk show? And he was just like, he was just like, uh, I don't know. If, if, if I did, I have to do it the right way. And he would, I, I, that's what I want to stress. He would always say, I want to do it the right way. Do it the right way. His way, right? Yeah. And I don't know if his way was necessarily the, like, if he meant his way, I just think that he just wanted to make sure that um, here he knows that he, he always knew that everything he did was under a microscope. So it's almost like, you know, um, putting a, a black man on daytime television as a host, you know, on, on a network like that, there's a lot of eyes on you and there's a lot of expectations. And it's almost like people almost want you or assume that you're going to fail. And if you do fail, you're like, yep, see, told you. I knew it was going to happen. So he wanted to make sure that everything was done the right way, no matter how long it may have taken. He's like, you know, when it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. Um, and I would leave it at that because I knew that that's what everybody was asking him, you know. Yeah. And, and going back to what you said, I just wanted when I talked to him, I just wanted him to be Steven. I was like, I don't you don't got to be Twitch right now. You know, gotcha. what I mean? and, and so there was he was very, very sad when you know like i'm gonna say like right before the last season started filming like i asked him and he would start posting a lot more on his story because he really wanted to document the the journey of the last season of, of ellen and mm -hmm. i was just like man I, I would text him and i'm like bro your your posts are making me a little sad bro you got a bro over here you got me tearing up a little bit man you know right. and he was just like it's it's the longest closing of any chapter in his life is what he would say he was just like, usually, so you think you could dance, you know when it's coming to an end. Uh, Wade Robson, you know it's only a certain amount of episodes. It's only one season. Da, da, da. Star Search, it was like, I don't know if I'm beyond this episode or I'm going to get kicked off this episode. So there was always something that was immediate. But he said that last season of Ellen, it was so long that he never really took the time to really let it set in at one moment. It was just like a continuous, like, let's just appreciate this whole last chapter before we close it and it was never in a like a sad that was never like depressing it was always just like remembering the good times and and being very very grateful and even when ellen was going through all of that stuff with her he never let it phase him he he was hurt he rode for her he was like no nah, she's a I, I thank her for so much she's such an amazing person you know regardless on how what her relationships with other people may be i don't speak on that because i only care about what my relationship with her is and i respected him for that it would have been really easy for anybody to be like yeah hey, I, I don't know what she doing that's she over there with that and i'm over here but it was never like that he was always just like no like i'm very grateful of everything that she's provided me with and the opportunities that i have had to grow and become a figure and not just a dancer like he became a public figure um so he's just always just so gracious about that and i always told him i was like bro you can do whatever you want you can do whatever you want you want to show you can do it you want to go stay on tv you can do it you want to do another movie you can do it but no no issues like he never showed any inner turmoil no 
you know, moments of self-doubt or anything of that sort within that transition between Ellen, the Ellen show closing and, you know, whatever he was going to be doing from this point on? I think the only the the biggest concern that he had was making sure that he was going to be able to pivot. And because all he all he cared about was taking care of his family. You know, he he loved being a father. Uh, he loved being a husband. Um, he loved Allison dearly. He loved those children dearly. And he just wanted to make sure that whatever he was doing, he was like, okay, I just got to make sure I can still provide. I just want to provide. I want to give my children things that I never had and, and help them, you know, live in a better world. You know, he didn't want them to have the same type of dramas and struggles that we had with our generations coming up. And he wanted to provide. What's up, Kobe? Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. <laughs> what up, Kobe? He just uh, trying to get in the mix. Yeah, he was trying to get in that conversation. He's yeah. like, I know him too. Let me tell. Let me say he always gave me treats. <laughs> um, but uh, no, and I, I, so I'm glad that you mentioned uh, the family, uh, his wife, and everything. Can we can we talk a little bit about Allison and uh, Twitch's relationship? Uh, obviously, you've known him for a very long time, so you knew him before he met Allison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, how he he was after. What was their relationship like? Um, like to be to be completely honest, um, yeah. I I've, I'm not really that close to Allison. Um, okay. When when Twitch and Allison started dating, uh, he was I was kind of in a in a different place in life, and um, at the time, I felt like he was doing such a, he was so he was going up so much and he was skyrocketing and thing and all the opportunities were coming to him that I didn't want to be a, a burden. I didn't want to be like a, a, any, a speed bump that would stint that I didn't want to take any focus away from the climb that he was making. And um, when he told me that, when he told me that he would start dating Allison, the, the light that that brought to him, it, it changed him. You know, it, he was just, he was over the moon, bro. He, he, from the, I, he loved Allison from the jump, bro. Yeah. Like it. And, um, so what I, what I wanted to do was I was like, I want you to enjoy this, this new chapter in your life. And I want you to stay devoted and I want you to focus on this and see where, see where it takes you, man. And, um, so with, with, with my relationship with Allison, I, I really have only had a, a handful of like conversations with her, gotcha. um, just because of, of schedules and stuff like that. And when I would, when me and Twitch would, would link up, we would need to link up somewhere else, you know, like we would just meet up uh, at studios and sessions or just have phone calls and stuff like that. Um, so what I will say though, is um, man, she, she made him, she made him a more better person than he already was. She, she gave him purpose. She gave him focus. She gave him drive, uh, stability, um, and he, she gave him, uh, like a sense of, I guess she was like the, she completed the, the dream, you know, like the, the, there's the gent, there's the artist dream. And then there's the dream of like what you want for your set life. What you see is like a perfect life for yourself. And I, Allison is everything that he wanted, you know, um, I, I would sometimes ask about their their personal life just because just to make sure he was okay just when we were checking in, but I never really wanted to um, kind of get into that aspect of of their of his life just because it's it's 
some things are personal. You know what I mean? But so, but, so you tell me that y'all never went on like I don't know, went on dates or you went to go see the movies, went out to dinner, <laughs> grab some drinks, go do a a dance session together. I mean, you know, uh, enough to really have a conversation with with Allison. And I mean, obviously, you saw how much he made she made him happy. But there was never enough time for you to really get to know her. Uh, it was more so my, on on my on my end, you know. Um, I would just just focus on just kicking it with with Twitch more so and hanging out with Steven. And I was doing a lot uh, as far as me pursuing my own, you know, dancing stuff at that time. So as far as uh, kind of like the, do- the whole double date stuff and stuff like that, it was never really like something that we we did so much um gotcha. they had uh like they they had their own i guess you could say like really close circle of friends within that aspect um so i just kind of like we just focused on me and me and twitch's friendship um and in that in that sense there's something interesting too though i, I also noticed as well when um two friends especially when it comes well, i see on on single single friends uh men and women uh, I always notice that uh, as soon as someone gets caked up, suddenly the uh, the friendship changes a little bit because they're now on a different trajectory, right? Now they have a partner and they're doing all the partner couple things, right? And that kind of separates the the single, like you know, if you're a single dude, you know, I think it's a it's a little bit of a different uh, uh, a different language, different lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Um, which could cause a little bit of a little change. Right in that relationship, just a tiny bit, because now it wasn't going to work. Because I was I definitely, I was in, I believe I was in the relationships for those times as well. Oh, okay, I just think it's um, because of the direction that his career was going. Um, that's that was more gotcha. so the the separation. It wasn't it wasn't um, him being in a relationship with Allison or anything like that. It was um, honestly like he was there. He was doing a lot with his career, and she was also. And it seemed like they were living more of a parallel. So it went from um, them just kind of like being uh, individuals to them being like a, a power couple. So uh, that's that's really what it was. It had nothing to do with, um, you know, like uh, any type of like, oh, I'm, he's he's in a relationship. I'm single or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just the way that kind of like the careers were like pulling. And I started to focus on more so. Uh, pursuing my job, like my career as a teacher. So that's really what my focus kind of did it into. And then he was like, okay, I got to, I'm trying to do these movies. I'm trying to do all right. this good stuff. So it's that's Hollywood, really what like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Very Hollywood, you know, glitz and glamorous, gram, glamorous and all that stuff. So I, I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a different business and it's different business uh, uh, um, track as well. You know? Yeah. You just, you know, scheduling became different and, um, that's really what that's really what it was. It was gotcha. we and we were just like, OK, well, we're going to make sure that, you know, in all this this craziness with scheduling and stuff like that, we're still going to make time to like link up when we can. And and that's why um, that's pretty much why it was me focusing on the friendship with with Twitch and not really getting too invested with uh, with them. It was just more so let me make time to still kick it with my boy and still. Gotcha. Keep keep that sense of normality, I guess you could say. I gotcha. Were you were you able to go to the wedding? Yeah, went to the wedding. Oh, you wedding were wedding, was, cool. Okay. Wedding was active. I bet it was. <laughs> I bet it was one like a, a a scene from a movie. Everybody just 
you know, breaking into a choreographed uh, flash dance for crying out loud. I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was a good time. I'm sure it was a really, really good time too. Um, but okay, so and I understand that. I mean, uh, dynamics change. Uh, you know, obviously he's in a di- different. Uh, lane in business you have a different uh lane in business as well different passions as well uh you know work can tear can move people a little bit of a part a little bit apart but can still keep you guys connected through those phone calls text me- text messages so on and so forth so obviously you guys had a very wonderful uh uh and tight relationship for 20 years 20 plus years that's it's a long time. That's that's a long relationship. So I know that there is something that has been uh, floating around here, this rumor. And I, I want to see if maybe you can help confirm it, debunk it, whatever. Of course, I'm asking this with all due respect. But there's been rumors about bipolar disorder with Stephen. Is this true or not? Did you know of anything as far as his mental health? if he was ever diagnosed with bipolar disorder, because that's one thing that is just flying like crazy out here in these rumor streets. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. No, I can't, I can't even speak on that. Cause it's, that's nothing that I can even confirm. Cause like I said, there's just a lot of rumors and most of these rumors are going on by people who really didn't know, know the man. So that's just something that I wouldn't even try to even speak on you know gotcha i totally understand that um well since we're already talking about that or at least we're veering down this lane uh, we got to get into this and i do have to ask you where were you when you found the news out about steven uh i was home um i uh, i woke up to it and it's just, just something that you don't that no one wants to start their day with you know, um, and it's just, uh, it, it's just say it's not the first time that I've been woken up to news about, about death. So it's like, a, it, it's a, it's a reminder of how precious things are. It's a reminder of, um, the importance of like telling people that you love them, um, because you never know what the next day is going to bring. Right. Uh, and you know, like, like where I where I was when I received the news wasn't that it's not as important as, um, you know, like really like figuring out uh, if there's anything else that with that needs to be brought to the light, you know, because like when I when I found out through headlines, it was just like I was more so just like how 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 is this all happening so fast, you know, um, and it was just um, just I was just in shock. Uh, I'd still in disbelief, and e- even now, like I still like try to snap my fingers and wake up from this. Like it's not real, you know. But um, right. but yeah, you know, I just would rather just focus on on the light that he brought and um, all the good that he that he provided and all like the, the good times and all the lives that he's changed in a positive matter, you know? Of course, of course. That's, that's just what I try. That's how I, that's how I'm going to choose to, to honor him and, and remember him is thinking about that because that is, that's how we can continue to keep him as an icon, you know? Um, right. 
Yeah. Do you remember your last conversation with him? Yeah. We were supposed to uh, actually hang out. Uh, we were supposed to meet up that following Friday. So um, you guys were planning something in the future. So you guys had plans to meet up later on, like the, later on that week, it sounds like. Yeah. So what were you guys going to do? What was the plan? If you mind me asking. Uh, we were just going to we were going to supposed to meet up for dinner. Yeah, just meet up for dinner and just, you know, just do our regular catch up, you know. Wow. And, and of course, obviously. The, the shock of all of this. Um, just like for everybody else, everybody, we're all obviously very thrown off about this. Um, you know, it's. Uh, it's heartbreaking to hear that there was plans for something. So it, so for him to, to do what he did is still shocking, right? Yeah, very much so. Because at least he was planning something in the future, right? He had plans for something and then this happened. So I have to ask you this other question. It's another thing in the rumor, rumor mill. And they have been talking about it in the tabloids and all that stuff. They were basically saying something along the lines of his financial issues. Was there any conversation about his financials? Oh man, I think that's not even like that's not even what I want to even make this like about. Um, right. Like I said, I, I stay away from all the tabloids. I stay away from all that stuff because it's it's hearsay, you know. Um, yeah. I, if it doesn't if it doesn't come from the people who are closest to him, then it's not. It doesn't. It isn't. It's not relevant. It's probably just hearsay. It's just people making up stuff and right. Nah, right. No, I, I understand it. You know, of course I appreciate you even just answering these questions because uh, I just know that people are out here saying all kinds of crazy stuff. And of course there's speculation. People are, there are, you know, some people are darting the eye, darting their eyes towards, uh, towards the, the family now. I mean, it's getting, it's getting crazy um, and getting out of hand. And, um, you know, when we look at this and we hear this news, all of us are, are, are shocked by this. Uh, it's I think we just need to I feel a lot of us need to know what it is, like just see this as it is, which is this was just a moment in time. And I still even myself. And I don't even know Stephen, you know, I don't I don't know him at all, but it was I'm, I'm still just as shocked and still have so many questions um about this as well you know i think that's a i think you said an important thing when you said um you don't know steven and that's the thing is a lot a lot of people a lot of people knew of him but a lot of people didn't didn't know him so the the rumors and all that stuff like people shouldn't even be speaking on that kind of stuff because i understand people have a different everybody has a different way they cope 
I understand, you know, people want and need details and need stuff, but like they have to understand that you got to respect this man's family. You got to respect this man's friends. Right. Um, you have to understand that a lot of us, like we're never going to be the same, you know, like he had the, the most impactful meaning to a lot of us and he made us the people that we are. He made us believe in ourselves. He made us see, you know, inner champions in ourselves and that that is what we hold dear so when people are want to speculate and people want to just throw out conspiracy theories and just say like what well, their two cents i understand that people just want to say stuff because some people want to be in the know right. but i i just want to stress respect respect his family respect his loved ones and just honor him in the light that he provided to the world and 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 you know like if you got to cope cope if you need to feel feel you know feel everything um, but don't, don't ever try to tarnish this man or, or like, or say he was anything other than, or speculate he was anything other than one of the greatest human beings that has graced this earth. Um, he was literally an angel on this earth and we are blessed to have been able to experience, you know, having him in our life and people like him don't come around often. Um, and, and all I could say is that he did so much work and so much good. For so many people that, you know, God, the universe, Allah, whoever it is that people want to praise to felt that it was time for him to come home because he he did so much good and so much work. And it's just up to us. It's up to the ones who, who were impacted by him to carry on the legacy and spread the joy and spread the light and spread the positivity um, and do our best to, to remember him in that light and not let anything else, all this extras, like all that is just. No, nah, it's not. If, if you care, if you truly care and you truly made an impact on you, then you just focus on the good and not even worry about all the other stuff, because there's a lot of people who are who are hurting. Um, there's there's people who are going to have wonders. I have I have questions, but it, that's not what's important. What's important is remembering him and honoring him the way that he would have wanted to be remembered um, every night. I look up in the sky and I see a single star and I know that that's him looking down and, and watching over. And I know that that same star is watching over his family. And um, my, my love and prayers go out to Allison and the kids and, and his mom and his whole family. And I just want them to know that I love them dearly. And um, you have a strong support system of people that love you dearly. And we, we care and, um, we'll, we'll never let Steven's legacy go down in vain. And we're going to continue to like carry what carry the torch, if we will. And, um, he just wanted everybody to be the best they could. So that's the best thing that we can do is just continue to be the best. And, um, a good friend of mine said, you know, be 1% better every day. And that's all we can do is just try to be 1% better. And now I have a new focus to, to not only be 1% better for myself, but I want to be 1% better for Steven every single day as well. And that's, that's kind of like, it's all I could really like leave it as. No, no, Jay, that's beautiful. Uh, you know, I appreciate you saying that. Because, uh, yeah, there's a, obviously, I, I think that's the tragedy of one taking one's life. There are a lot of unanswered questions, right? There's a lot of why, what happened, and you'll never get that answered. The only thing you can do is like what you just said, uh, and I hate to repeat what you said, it, but to lean on what they left behind, the energy that they left behind, the positivity, the light, 
especially Stephen Twitch Boss. Ex exactly. What he left behind is nothing but light, love, good vibrations, and the joy of dancing and how infectious he was when he got on camera and, you know, did a number or two, right? Um, that's an amazing gift. You know, that's a God-given gift. That's not just something that he learned. This is something that he that he was blessed with. Um, and you're right. It is something that we should be leaning on and uh, looking at as well. But I also do think that we also have to realize that if it's okay to just piggyback on what you said, to have more open conversations, especially amongst us men, yep. being willing to talk, allowing ourselves that room to heal, that, to, that it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to speak your feelings. Like you were saying earlier, I loved how you were saying like you guys would journal, right? You guys would ask each other, have you journaled? Have you written a verse? Have you, do, you know, did you do this, that, and the third? Um, I, I feel like there needs to be more of that kind of brotherhood out here, that yeah. more of that connection, more of a conversation between men being able to talk not calling each other soft, not yep. trying to emasculate each other because we're in our feelings, allowing us to go through those healings so that we can come through that, go through that dark tunnel towards light and be on the other side of that and saying, I got through that. I got through that and I got through that with my brothers or I got through that with my friends with no shame, right? Exactly. And I'm with you 110% with that. We we need, and, it, and, I, and I can sit here and open that up to, all both sides of the gender <laughs> spectrum okay we all need to start giving ourselves more room to heal more exactly. room forgiveness more room to speak out and talk and say things without judgment without ridicule without being humiliated just being able to speak what's on our minds but i do know that the rate in men has skyrocketed over the past few years it's only getting worse and we need to find a way, us as men, just on this topic or in this conversation alone, we need to find a way to drop that number mm -hmm. um, and be more vocal, not with our fists, not with weapons, but with our words. Yeah. I think it's uh, dropping the fear of vulnerability, um, you know, and it's, there's things that are instilled in us, like you said, if, if you if you get too sent if you talk about your feelings it makes you soft and da 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 but we we're, we have no problem dropping ties to the old ways with other things so why should we not drop these ties to the old ways with this you know like uh our health and our well-being uh it's it's the most it's the only thing that we can carry day to day you know um and it's something that uh, the mind is a powerful thing and we got to make sure that that we we have no problem trying to exercise and make other muscles on our body grow. So why not make sure that they're taking care of this muscle in itself, you know? Um, 100%. So I want to say that, you know, like uh, I have a reputation of being, you know, really, really stern, really being outspoken about, you know, about that life. But I really want to stress to anybody like, yo, like you got to keep your mind right. You know, even in your most stern moments, you have to look back at yourself and be like, okay, like how am I doing? We ask people, Hey, how are you doing all the time? But how, we don't really ask ourselves, how are we doing? You know, how am I doing? And right. what can I do to, to focus on myself and and keep my mind right? It's just like, it's simple, but it's not. But we got to keep our mind right, you know? Um, 
and and yeah, like it and it is it's especially as black men, it's hard to do so. But I encourage I encourage all my brothers out there to like really kind of drop that inhibition and really, really especially when you have people that you feel close to. I'm not saying just walk around and start telling everybody your feelings and then don't let everybody I'm don't let everybody in. I will say this, do not let everybody in. Facts. But when you have people that you say, I love you, if you can tell someone that you love them genuinely, then you should be able to like confide in them. And and if they say they love you back, then you should really be able to confide in them. And you know, it's we gotta take care of our mental. We gotta start, you know, looking for signs also is a, is a big thing, you know. Um sometimes we go off of people's words and we don't go off of their body language or we don't go off of the things that they may post on social media and like we don't look for the in-betweens but we really just got to be like more and more aware of yeah. you know what our what our friends are saying what they're doing how they're feeling and you know taking ourselves out of our own situation and just focus on you know really making sure that we're good mentally and our, and our loved ones are good mentally as well absolutely absolutely i got a, a super chat here really quick uh gypsy girl thank you so much for the 20 she says i want to say thank you to jay for your time so thank you, Jay, All, uh, as well as Pascal for providing some closure to some of those of us that knew him from afar and felt a significant loss. Again, of course, uh, first off, Gypsy Girl, thank you so much for that. Um, and yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of us are still we just got a lot of questions, um, a lot of burning questions, a lot of things that we're just trying to understand. But I think that's what the case is when someone uh, unfortunately, uh, passes on, um, so unexpectedly, there's always going to be pending questions that I, that I don't think we're ever going to know. And I think the only people that really are going to know as, as, uh, Jay said earlier, um, I agree that it, it may only be closest family, um, his, his wife. I feel like they're only going to know really what's going on. I mean, as we already have seen, I, I, I'm just going to throw this up really quick. Sorry, throw this up really quick. Obviously, there was a note that was left behind. Now, we don't know anything, right? Uh, they just say about alluding to past past challenges. But I think that that's something that I think the, fa- the family is going to keep fairly close to the chest. Um, yeah, as they should. As they should. That's not yeah. it's not for people to know. Um and it's not it's not for people to know and it's not for people to speculate on it's not it's not it shouldn't be the focus yeah you know it's not that we all are going to have whys we're all going to have questions but that's not the focus needs to be the focus needs to be on moving how are we going to move forward from here and and if anything what would steven want us to do you know okay so then i i i one last one question on that then because there are people still even in the chat right now still feeling like this was that something else happened, that this was not a self-inflicted situation. What are, your, what are your thoughts on the people out here that think that this is not that, that something, that there was foul play involved? What are your okay. thoughts on that? My thoughts is don't focus on that. You know, once again, I'm always going to come back to focus on what you loved about him and what you liked about him. That's it. It's it's really, that's really that simple because if you, if you care that much to have the wise, then have that same care to know like that they will want you to be a better person and they will want you to continue 
enjoying your life and then con continue uh, spreading positivity. And that's the best thing. Rather than focusing on these questions that, that we don't know answers to and we probably will never get answers to, right. focus on what he left continuing behind. what he left behind. Exactly. I uh, got another super chat really, really quick. All right. Uh, Leela, thank you so much for the 20. Uh, you could tell a lot of, of someone's character through their friends. Uh, and you, young king, just give us a, a window in the amazing soul that left this world. God bless. Um, and yes, I agree. It's all about who you break bread with. It's all the company that you keep, I think. And uh, yes, you've been nothing but a gentleman, Jay. So I do appreciate you coming on and chopping it up with us about this whole thing and talking about Steven Twitch boss. There's a lot of things, of course, that, like you said just a second ago, that we're not going to have the answers for ever um, and may never know anything else except for what happened in that motel room. Um, and, yeah, I think it is that time that we just respect respect his energy, respect what he left behind and focus on the bright light and bright energy that he left behind. So Jay, I do appreciate you coming on and, and talking with me about this. I know it was really hard. Um, so, and it says a lot about you uh, coming in and just talking about him and saying so many beautiful and wonderfully positive things about Twitch. It does really, really mean a lot. So thank you, Jay. Yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you for the opportunity. Anytime, my brother. Um, but hopefully, oh, actually, can you let everybody know where they can follow you? Because I know that some people are asking if you have like a YouTube channel or, you know, IG, TikTok. Um, this I, my IG is my name uh, at J. Chris Moore. Um, but it's not really I, I appreciate if there's any interest in me, but I'd rather just put all that focus to, you know, honoring honoring Stephen. And, um, you know, if there's any things that happen to do with his name, honoring his name, just keep doing that. Um, love to his family uh give them time give them space let them let them heal and let them mourn the way they want to um they're going through a lot so i just say respect the family please um and just if there's any like um i don't know i feel like we need to have some type of something to honor him in some way um so Anything that comes up in the future, whether it's like scholarships or anything that's in his name, like just anything that we can do to continue to honor him. That's just I want people. I think that's what I want people's focus to be. It's not a, it's not about me. Um, I just want to keep it about him and keep it about him in a positive light. So thank you to anybody who's shown interest. But um, at this moment, I just really want to just keep all the, the positive light around Stephen. Makes sense. One last thing, though, and this does have to do with you. But what are you doing? to heal yourself during this time of this tragic loss? Um, just keep pushing one day at a time, you know, stay positive and just keep them with me and focus on my, my loved ones, focus on my friends and cherish them and still, you know, focus on making sure I keep my mind right. That makes sense. Um, well, Hey man, I hope you stay up. Keep, keep thinking positive thoughts. Um, and again, God bless you, man. I appreciate you coming on and, uh, talking with me about this. It really does mean a lot. Thank you, man. I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Peace. So, uh, one thing I want to say, first off, um, 
I do really appreciate Jay Chris Moore for coming on and talking with me about all this because uh, I can only imagine. I mean, this is one of his close friends, someone that he cares for, loves, etc. Um, I can only imagine what he, um, what he, and uh, let alone all the other people that were close to Twitch, close to Stephen Boss. I can only imagine what they're all going through right now. Um, and so, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out, go out to every single last one of the people that have been touched by his videos, by his dance, dancing, dancing, by his energy, however you've been touched by him. I hope you all are finding a t- some time to heal for yourself, because that's something that we all need to do for sure. All right. But that is the show guys i wanted to say thank you again to jay for coming on gracing us with his uh his insight his thoughts being able to talk about these rumors debunks a bunch of them for sure um but also to just bring the conversation forward of being able being able to have a conversation, being more open about our emotions, being more open about what's going on in the inside. That's extremely important, y'all. Okay? Without that, we have nothing. Without that, we are all just going to stay in the dark. So, real quick, so I can let you guys go, please be sure to hit that like button down below. That would really, really mean a lot. All right? Send those likes all the way up. Let's get that story out here. Let's get that conversation out here. It's much needed. All right? And of course, if you haven't done it yet, please be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. That would really, really mean a lot. Anyway, guys, it is time to get going. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I'll see you guys in the next video. This is the Pascal Show. Bye.